I'm Jay Pitts, a real estate broker, agent, leader, and investor. For the last decade, I've navigated the craziest of real estate markets this country has ever seen, selling over 2,000 homes, moving in and out of markets, always ahead of the curve. And now I'm bringing that perspective to you. This is your resource, and Real Talk About Real Estate starts right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Resource Real Talk About Real Estate. I'm Gabe Pruitt. And I'm Jay Pitts. And today we have two distinguished guests joining us, some folks that we've been looking forward to talking to for a long time. Uh, They are trailblazers in the world of digital media marketing. And I think a lot of our listeners, if they haven't already heard of these folks, are definitely going to be interested in what they have to talk to us about today. Well, dude, I I will say this. Um, I'm just increasingly amazed and impressed uh, by the experts that we are able to have on this show. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, we've talked to a lot of practitioners. We've talked to a lot of real estate folks. We've talked to a lot of interesting individuals and just like in the world of tech and the, and marketing and coaching, you know, the, the, the two guests today, I, I don't know that to date we have had more technical you know, experts in the world of marketing and tech as we do today. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing, not only are Howard and G experts, but they are also innovators in the sense that I can't think of a lot of other companies that are doing exactly what they're doing right now. They've taken an opportunity to take something that we're all pretty familiar with, which is lead gen, but their focus is less on lead gen and more on lead nurturing, which I'm sure they're going to talk to us a little bit about once we have them on. Why don't you tell our guests who we're talking to and where they're from? Yeah, no, absolutely. So they're from, you know, one of the most beautiful places on earth. Okay. <laughs> you know? Where they're from, uh, from, yeah. Well, well, you know, I, well, I don't know if that's where they're from. That's where their office is. That's where I presume they live. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the home of people watching also, by the way, their office is at, in Venice Beach. Venice Beach, California. Yeah, have not a bad to, spot. Have you ever been to Venice Beach? I've not, no. That's where, that's where uh, Muscle Beach is. Yeah. And let's just say it's eclectic. <laughs> okay. Um, but, you know, yeah, absolutely. There's, you know, multi-million dollar beach houses. And really, it's a really interesting place. But, you know, they've... Um, wh- where have they come from? You know, they founded tech companies in the real estate space. You know, built them up exited those positions, if you will, and moved on to what they have now, which is just like a bootstrapped startup. These guys are entrepreneurs, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, and like, you're going to hear, I'm just going to say this. uh, Okay. And I know you probably haven't had the opportunity to speak with, with either of these guys before Howard, Howard is a visionary um, and, and has shown, you know, himself to be someone that can really move the needle. But G that dude is just a genius. Wizard. He's a wizard. Yeah. And you talk to him and you just, you're like, you either feel dumb because of how <laughs> smart he is or you feel smarter because you're in his presence. But the dude is, yeah, sharp. Right. Well, we don't want to give too much away. We're going to let them speak for themselves But when we come back. But when we get back from the break, we're going to have Howard and G from Lopo to talk to us about what they do. Stick with us.
And we're back, folks. Again, Jay Pitts here, REMAX Premier Properties in Louisville. Welcome back to Resource Real Talk about real estate. And I'm really excited about today's guest. Uh, we have two of them with us, Howard Tager and G, co-founders of YLOPO. Um, they are basically pioneers in the world of digital marketing. Howard has formally founded a another company, Tiger Lead Solutions, which he founded in 2007, exited in 2012. G was the VP of Marketing at Tiger Leads before they together founded YLOPO, which is a company that, Gabe, you know as well as I do that we have you know, a lot invested in with our business. Right. Howard G., thanks for joining us, guys. A pleasure to be here. Thanks for, thanks for having us, guys. Awesome. Awesome. So, okay, real quick, let's, let's dive right in. Um, you know, obviously you guys are purveyors that participate in the world of, of digital marketing. And my, my first question is just really broad. Um, we've seen, you know, social media giants like Mark Zuckerberg testify before Congress here, here recently. Privacy is a big issue and digital marketing has kind of come under the microscope and real estate obviously has transitioned in that direction. You guys and your business and your expertise, what would you say, you know, where do you see the landscape? Where do you see it coming next? What's around the corner? Talk to our listeners who are top-level real estate agents and, and a lot of them probably your clients. Tell them, tell them where you see us headed. Well, I, this is Howard. I think to take a look at where it's going, you briefly take a look at where it's been. So we started Tigerly back in the very beginning of 2007 and we were basically doing Google pay-per-click marketing. And believe it or not, I know everyone has a short memory. <laughs> that was 10 years ago. Yeah. And we literally had to educate almost every single real estate agent and broker and team. We had to educate them, literally show them what Google pay-per-click marketing was all about. And you know, over a decade ago now, 11 years ago, you could actually set up your advertising and set up a, what we used to call a self home search site. Yeah. And basically, you'd get like 12 to 14% of every person that looked at your site to become a lead, right? And give you good information. So that was like the first stage where we were just showing people what's the difference between branded advertising, putting your Facebook on a billboard versus direct ROI advertising online. Big education process, super successful. Everybody then saw it, everybody piled in. What was stage two? Stage two was the age of the portal, right? Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com. That really wasn't big at all in 2007, right? But then mm. they came on. And that was like the next stage where people were looking at these portals with you know, with millions and millions of visitors and raising their hand and, and asking about homes, thinking they're talking to the listing agent, but they're talking to the buyer's agent. These portals are selling the leads three to five times all that, right? So nowadays, somebody's trying to do Google pay-per-click marketing, and what are they going to do? They're going to try to get on the first page with Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, Redfin, all these other companies. It's not happening. Now we go to the next stage. We go to the next stage, which is what I call sort of disruptive, predictive marketing, right? And so now we've got the advent of social media marketing plus artificial intelligence, right? So the future for me is getting in front of consumers predictively and disruptively before they go to Zillow, before they go to Google. Sure. Then once you have them, keep them coming back using artificial intelligence. So now lead nurture was all about lead gen, lead gen, lead gen. Now we think the future is all about like lead nurture, nurturing. Mm, that's interesting. Well, Howard, that I, I'm glad that you said that, man, because I think you're spot on with that. And it's big, a big part of what we've seen in uh in our experience with Ylopo, you know, obviously, you know, Facebook is the place with all the data. It gives us an opportunity to 
to get our message in front of a lot of different consumers. But what we found, and Gabe can speak to this, um, Gabe, in addition to uh, his 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 duties here with with the podcast and being my co-host and producing media for us, he's also an inside sales associate. And as well as you well know, the power agents around the country have adopted you know that sort of uh, role inside their business and teaching people to be the first point of contact very quickly for these leads from a nurturing standpoint. And we found that we can generate an enumerate amount of leads through the social channels. Right. Okay. But there's long, they're long tail, long nurture, and it takes an extreme amount of discipline to follow up with those leads for the length of time that it takes. But, you know, I know that Ylopo, and maybe this is something that G could speak to, you guys at Ylopo, you guys have developed some technology that essentially relieves some of that burden for your, for your clients and top producing realtors. Well, G, could you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So I think something you said earlier, uh, Jay, was really important, which is that uh, in today's world, especially with everything we've heard about kind of Cambridge Analytica and everything that's happened with uh, Mark Mark Duckford's testimony, people are very aware of privacy. And what I think is interesting about that as it comes to kind of real estate marketing is that on Facebook, when you're trying to generate leads on social, when you're trying to generate leads um, in general, the most important thing that consumers care about is that you that they can trust you, that you are kind right. of uh, a, a fair player in this market, right? And the biggest way that an agent who doesn't have a relationship with a buyer can build that trust is by adding value to their experience, right? So if, if a consumer is, uh, if you're advertising to a consumer on Facebook and you're creating an ad that says, uh, hey, there are homes for sale under $200,000 in this market with a stock photo. That ad it, it is not adding anything to the consumer's experience that they couldn't get themselves by just going to Zillow and searching for $200,000 homes or any other website that's out there, right? Good point. And, yeah. and that's the, precisely the type of advertising that builds uh, kind of um, <clears throat> a seed of distrust with the consumer and makes them think that there is yeah, you know, advertising on Facebook is spam marketing, right? What, what we've done at Ylopo is we have pioneered a technology using a, a Facebook product called Product Catalog Marketing that allows us to take real listings from the MLS and directly put it into our clients' uh, Facebook advertising so that consumers, when they're searching on the web, I'm mean, sorry, on, on Facebook, they are able to see advertising units that contains homes that we predict and that Facebook predicts that they're actually interested in. And when they see those homes, they click on those homes, they register to see the listing, they actually show up on the listing website, right? There's no bait and switch, it's a real experience. And, and from there, once they register, every time they come back on Facebook to look for more homes, we're now following that person around and showing them listings that are more and more relevant to what they're looking for. And that kind of process of where you get your brand in front of these people with value-added content, and then you continue showing them content that is relevant, valuable, that they are not going to see necessarily on Zillow um, themselves because they, they, you know, they didn't search for those homes. Um, that's how you build a relationship. And that's kind of what our technology allows uh, our clients to do over the long tail. And since it's all fully automated, you can do this in a scalable way. Yeah, definitely. And I think what's really interesting about this, it goes back to what you said earlier. You know, these people might not necessarily be searching for homes on Facebook. We talked about that a few episodes. That's that, that's not where people go when they're searching. 
But by putting this in front of them before they start to search on a website like Zillow or Trulia, all of a sudden you develop this almost loyalty when they're getting exactly what they are looking for. And like you said, when the trust is there, they go to the website and they find exactly what they expect to find and they'll keep coming back. And I'm guessing that that's, that's the big thing here, right? Look, the biggest, this is Howard, the biggest piece of advice I can give is reread Aesop's fable, the tortoise and the hare, right? (laughs) Yes. Who wins the race, the hare or the tortoise? Well, it's the the tortoise. tortoise. Those clients that come on that are the hare that are saying, okay, I'm going to spend a bunch of money. I need closes right away or I'm out. They're out. It's never going to work. Right. We did a client spotlight this week with the Grant Johnson team up in Twin Cities, Minnesota, and they were patient. They were really patient. They did not close right away. Now they are killing it. They're murdering it. Okay. And all they do is four days a week, they only, they don't even have an ISA. They don't have a huge team, right? They, they literally said we value our lives more than we value our real estate business. They're not even calling leads on the weekends, which we know is the best time to call leads. Right. They do four days a week, 9.30 to 11.30, four days a week. That's it. That's when they call the leads and they're crushing it. But they have the patience to wait to build up their database. And, and it's exactly what you asked in the beginning of this question, which is why Lobo has developed these automated tools that nurture these leads over time. So whether it's going to take someone three months, six months, nine months, whatever it is, we automatically, they they said, look, life is very simple. Now we wake up, we get in 930, we we go look in the CRM and we literally just call, text, email, push listings to those leads who are literally raising their hand that day in the last 24 hours, getting very active and doing things. So we use artificial intelligence to basically show them who's ready to go, but it takes time. Okay, you are you. It's going to take time to establish your restaurant if you're opening up a new restaurant, right? You need to market that place for three months, six months, nine months. You can't just say, "Look, I need to murder it in the first month or two, or I'm out," because you're going to be out. So, Howard, tell me a little bit more about how this works. I'm a little like Jay said. We obviously are clients of yours, so we're pretty familiar with this. But for those that are listening, that are maybe curious at this point, when you talk about how Y Lobo does some of the nurturing for you. For for people that have a lot of leads, like we have a lot of leads that lead that need nurturing, it can be really daunting to think about trying to keep keep track of who needs to be called when and how how long is it before I reach this person? How do I keep track of what they're doing on the site? Maybe talk a little bit more uh, in depth, like a little bit more focused on how Y Lopo actually does that, as much as you can say. Absolutely. So you know, basically. Uh, the perfect storm is you guys are doing follow-up, but that we're doing automated follow-up on our end because we know your most precious commodity is your time, not your money, right? You have, you have very limited time and your real estate is super busy, right? So we've got to automate the nurture. We're doing three major things to, to automate the nurture. One, we've been doing for a long time, right? Which is basically doing the listing alerts, right? So we're sending out the automated listing alerts. They're dynamic. They're following the search behavior and pattern of the consumer, okay? And if they were looking in the suburbs, but then all of a sudden they started looking in the city center, our listing alert technology will change automatically and we'll, we'll keep sending them relevant listings, okay? But number two, what's new and different is we're sending behavioral communication. So if all of a sudden a lead was super busy, they were pretty dormant, but all of a sudden, you know, the husband and wife get together and say, we really need to look for a new home, sell our home. All of a sudden, what's going to happen? Their search behavior is going to go through the roof. We automatically detect that because you don't have the time. We detect that, and all of a sudden, we're going to basically notify you. And when they do something really critical, like let's say all of a sudden they looked at a home for the third or fourth time, that's really important. 
So we'll send a behavioral text message to the consumer on your behalf saying, hey, uh, John and Mary knows who looked at 124 Main Street for the third time. Would you like to go see the home? And that's all coming from you without you ever having to do it. And they'll respond to you. You'll look at your phone like, wow, <laughs> this person wants to go see a home. I didn't do anything. My level did it for me. We will also send you guys, we'll send the agent a priority text notification saying, hey, guys, Gabe, got to go call John and Mary. They're really ready to go, right? Right. So we're automating that. And then what G has been pioneering is dynamic remarketing on Facebook. So again, we know when their search behavior is heating up. We literally know, and it's kind of the creepy part, we literally know if they're searching for homes even on other sites, right? And lo and behold, we show them the right home at the right time, right in their newsfeed, which they're checking statistically checking their newsfeed five to eight times a day. And boom, they jump back into your home search site, all heats up. And then the key thing is all you have to do is you don't have to worry about your 5,000 leads. All you have to do is look at the leads who come back in just the last 24, 48 hours and just make sure you contact them. So it's, it's just off the charts automated and using artificial intelligence, we're doing a lot of work so the agents don't have to. Well, Gabe, Howard, Gabe knows the behavioral techs all too well. Those are the ones that... When they, I am the when, destination for all of our <laughs> When they don't get texts. called yeah. within about 90 seconds, I, I'm like literally jumping up and down on top of my desk. So <laughs> Gabe understands, but I'm, I'm really appreciative that you uh, laid that out for our, for our listeners because it's extremely, extremely important. You touched on it. You said real estate's most valuable commodity is their time. Real estate agents, uh, th- th- we're small business proprietors, so- sole proprietor. If you don't have an assistant, you are the assistant. Okay. Um, you know, you're, you, you do everything start to finish in a transaction. And so for someone that understands that you have to, the, the percentages and you have to under, uh, generate so many leads to convert such a percentage to equal or equate to a certain income, uh, based on averages when it comes to average, you know, sales price and commission rate, like anybody who's ever tried to reverse engineer a business understands you got to generate a few leads. Okay. Um, but the fact that you guys can nurture those leads using AI, using, you know, behavioral, you know, kind of characteristics about their, the searching they do online and literally just deliver me the hand raiser. Okay. And he, our listeners know what I mean by the hand raiser. It's the person that wants to be helped, you know, at the mo- at that particular moment, it's, it's invaluable. And, you know, what we've done is we've, and you guys know this, Howard G, you both know this. We've given you all of our leads. You guys get everything in our CRM to nurture on our behalf and then send us the behavioral text when it's warmed up and it's the right time. So, And our conversion has increased because of it. So the, I, I think it's pretty exciting the other, stuff. The other insane thing, and I can let G comment on it, is, is fear marketing. So, mm-hmm. you know, there could be... Look, for, for all you guys that are, that are sitting on big databases, no problem. I mean, that's just gold to us in terms of what we would do with it, right? So we're always doing mass imports of post leads into our nurture and, you know, behavioral uh, communication system. But for those folks who are saying, oh, my God, you know, I don't want to spend all that money for six to 12 months to build up this big database, Sphere Marketing solves that. It's amazing. We're just on the front edge of this, but it's crazy. So let's say you've got only five people, let's say, on team, right? Well, every one of those folks statistically has five or 600 Facebook friends. Okay. All of a sudden you've got 2,500 to 3,000 folks that are pretty warm to you guys, right? We soak them up and all of a sudden we put them on the nurture. We put them on the remarketing and it's been amazing. 
it's been absolutely amazing. You might, we just sent a very subtle message to these folks. You know, we know you may or may not be interested, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, statistically, there is a percentage of them who are ready to look to buy and to sell. And the results there have been off truck. Gee, I don't know if you want to comment on spear marketing at all. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I, I think the overall premise of what, what we're doing in general is that uh, with social and by social for the uh, target demographic we're talking about or people, you know, in the age range where they're buying and selling real estate, eight or nine out of the 10 visits that they visit on social are going to be either on Facebook or Instagram. And and what's great about Facebook and Instagram is that whereas uh, search engines like Google are what I consider point of sale channels, meaning someone goes there when they're looking for something, they type something in and that's what they're looking for, right? When you're when you're in a point of sale system, um, you know, the, the attention span that you get of the consumer is very short. Um, you know, if we were to look at people coming from Google looking for homes, how much time they on average spend looking for homes on our website, you're talking about five minutes, right? But when you're on Facebook, this is a channel where people basically invest their virtual lives. So they're on there, like Howard said, multiple times a day, many times for hours. And um, when you're talking to people on Facebook, you're having a conversation. It's not a one-time, hey, you're looking for homes, let me talk to you about a home. It's a relationship that you're building over months and months. And, And because everyone pretty much in the United States is on Facebook, what we pioneered with fear marketing is that we have a proprietary process by which we can extract your Facebook friends and then <clears throat> turn those individuals into uh, members or audience within your uh, Facebook marketing. And then from there, uh, we're able to show very targeted sphere marketing ads that shows each one of the people who are your friends uh, ads on Facebook about relevant homes that they might be interested. And what I love about this approach is two things. The first is that the reason we pioneered this concept is that we had a lot of clients come to us who said, hey, I'm spending thousands of dollars a month doing uh, sphere marketing the old-fashioned way, right? They're doing okay. popovers, they're doing mailers. And, on, and, and we did the math, and we basically figured out that to reach one person offline with either a mailer or a popover, the average cost per reach, meaning the average cost to get someone to see one, one of your pieces of content, can be as high as $10, right? $10 a person. Okay. And so they came to us and said, there has to be a better way to do this online, right? And that's why we pioneered this concept. Now, what we're seeing with our Facebook sphere remarketing is that on average, to engage one person in your sphere, it costs us about 50 cents. So 50 cents versus $10, the, you know, the value of that is uh, immeasurable, right? And so um, that's why that particular process is so effective. We're now kind of looking to bring the same concept into LinkedIn. Um, and, and, and our goal here is that we want to make what agents do right now to grow their business even more effective. So if you're already doing referral sphere marketing, all that kind of stuff, we're going to just put that on hyperdrive by taking sure. all that offline the kind of hard work into automated online. Well, I can tell you this just from experience. I when we started doing retargeting, and this is not even—I mean, this is not even—you know—necessarily the the um, you know the Sphere product that that we're just trying to get started with currently. But I mean, literally, guys, when when I took the database, I, I, I have a lot of active searchers in my database, so they fall into and convert through some of those ads. Now, it's not necessarily the sale, but they engage with our ads and. 
when we just started running our retargeting through you guys, I started hearing from my sphere of influence. It was a very loyal, very loyal group of people like that. They couldn't escape me online. Like I was everywhere. Like it, it literally. And the funny thing for me, the whole dynamic, you know, is that I feel like the, the, the typical consumer has pretty much acquiesced to this idea that they're being marketed to. And that it's not like, like if I were to pick up the phone and force my sphere of influence to have a real estate conversation with me, right. Once a month or once a week, or certainly not, certainly not even close to the frequency with, with which they see my ads online, they would find that intrusive, but they are totally fine with, with it coming across your stuff online with it, with it populating their feed, even though they know I'm doing it on purpose. Right. So uh, I think that's the I, power. I think, I think ultimately consumers respect it. I, I think consumers are saying, you know, uh, you know, the J Pitts team, they've got resources. They're spending their dollars. It's like if you were that guy in that community that was on every bench ad and every grocery shopping cart and yeah. every billboard, right? Well, you know, guess what? They did some business, right? They spent Absolutely. the money. They did some business. And I think the future is much more effective spend right online. And I always use the phrase, you know, that we really become your digital billboard. You guys can wake up in the morning knowing that I love what you just said, you know, like I'm everywhere, right? I'm they're being they're seeing me everywhere on social media online. And that really is the future. So if you're a real estate agent, your biggest concern when you wake up in the morning is who sees me? I know I'm a great agent. People should use me, but who's seeing me? And that's what we do. We, we make sure that every single day, everybody in your geographic sphere is seeing you, your team, your listings, your open houses, your blog messages, market. Re- like we're going to keep, you know, but important information, getting it out in front of the consumers. And you know what? They want to, they, they don't mind seeing it. They expect it now. Well, n- no doubt. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and I, I, I'll be honest, man, I, I love that the consumer and i don't know maybe maybe we're we're in, we're in Kentucky and you guys are in southern california maybe 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 you know our speed is a little slower than yours but i can tell you this i know that when my clients see me in a retargeted ad that they know is a retargeted ad they've grown to learn it they may not know how i do it but they know other companies that do it like amazon and not sure. and there is not another realtor that is doing this another real estate broker you know, at least not only a handful, maybe. Okay, but but I am one of a very select few that can actually execute that, and the consumer does recognize that differentiation. Like you said about the bus bench ads, ten years ago, they knew the guy that spent or gal that spent all the money on the marketing to be seen, and I I, I want them seeing me as a cut above for those reasons. I, yeah, it's 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 a big part of our business. The other part of that is that the devil's in the details. And this is where I'm very blessed to work with my business partner, G, who's on the call, because G is really the brilliant, you know, scientist in the lab. And so there's a lot of other companies, these big, you know, corporate companies who raise all kinds of money, right? And they say they do remarketing. But what they're doing is just kind of putting up branded ads for these realtors, right? And so a consumer sees the branded ad for these realtors, but there's really not any value to the consumer. And what we're doing is using the most sophisticated dynamic remarketing technology. Facebook has themselves did a case study on us because we're the only ones doing it, right? They've got two more case studies on us coming up. And basically, 
we're not just getting your brand in front of them. We're getting them the homes that we know right from their MLS that they're already interested in. And they can cycle through those homes like a catalog, like a catalog of shoes or a catalog of jewelry. And when they click on a home that they like, guess what? It's a seamless consumer experience. They're in your Wailopo home search site searching for homes. So the devil's really in the details. There's remarketing, right? Brand remarketing, which is kind of not helpful to the consumer. But then there's remarketing of what do consumers want? They want to see homes that are important for them to see. And that's what we get in front of them. Perfect. So it's like, so what you're saying is it's not just they're seeing a picture of your face. They're seeing a picture of your face attached to something that they want. Right. They're not just seeing a picture of a realtor's face and the realtor says, oh, it's a great time to sell. Or right, some, right. You know, How does he know? How does he know what homes I like? I've never talked to this guy. How does he know that I'm looking for a three bed, two and a half bath, more than 1,600 square feet in this part of town? Right. How does he know? Exactly. Exactly. But but we know, right? And with, with the, the, the search that they've done on our site, with literally the search they're doing on other sites, we know that this particular consumer wants a three-bedroom, two-bath in a particular suburb between 200 and 350. We know it, right? And that's what we're going to get in front of them. And that's useful to them. That's important to them. Definitely. Well, before we run out of time, I want to ask you guys one more thing. Gee, when we were getting started with this conversation, you mentioned Cambridge Analytica and some of these other things that maybe give consumers anxiety when it comes to their data and the internet. I mean, from what I'm hearing so far, it sounds like a lot of this depends on meeting people on social media and a lot of it depends on uh, artificial intelligence. And it's nothing new that people get nervous about AI, but it feels like it's kind of, you know, ramping up to a fever pitch right now with some of the stuff we hear. Do you guys think that that will present any major issues for you guys in the future? Or is it something that you just kind of keep in the back of your mind? Yeah, that's a great question. <clears throat> so uh, I, I think that uh, it's uh, it, the world is just never black and white. And, and I think that's kind of the challenge sometimes when we're, you know, having a, a, a debate about any issue, uh, we want to paint each side as black and white, right? And I think that when it comes to advertising on Facebook, privacy on Facebook, especially with, with, with uh, uh, you know, kind of um, political ads and everything that Cambridge Analytica is doing, right. people, people get very sensitive about these things, right? But I, I think that we need to draw a line between advertising that adds value and advertising that is either designed to manipulate us or that is spam, right? That is right. just kind of putting content that's not worthy out there. And, you know, let me give you an example. So I, I obviously am a technology geek and uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I pretty much will give any piece of technology one chance. Uh, on Facebook, I will say that almost every week I buy at least one product from a Facebook ad off of a Kickstarter campaign because right. Facebook has identified me as a technology forward person and they will show me ads of new products that's on Kickstarter that I might be interested in. And not only do I buy products off of it, I really personally appreciate it because I'm, I don't have the opportunity to go on Kickstarter and spend two hours searching for the latest hit products, right? And so Facebook is surfacing that to me, and I see that as a win-win. It's a win for the advertiser, it's a win for Facebook, and it's a win for me. So that's a and, service. And that's what I truly <laughs> believe is – that's a service, exactly. And, and that's what I truly believe is the potential for Facebook advertising, especially around what we're doing. Because – uh, at the end of the day, you know, what, what are we doing with the consumer? You, Jay, you're, you're an agent and you want to sell houses. We are an advertiser and we want to get those same houses in front of the consumer. And the consumer wants to buy actual relevant homes that, that they can live in, right? And so in this triangle, 
uh, because Facebook is the one that's delivering this content to the consumer, we're all happy to pay for that content. And the consumer is happy to receive that content. I don't sure. see anything wrong with that ecosystem. And frankly, I think that's, a, that's the best possible experience for a platform like Facebook. And so, you know, one of the things that, that, that I think that Facebook is evolving toward is recognizing from an advertising perspective, what is spam, what is manipulation, and what is advertising that adds value to the consumer. And that's, that's exactly what we're doing. And frankly, in our conversations with Facebook, um, you know, uh, kind of at the strategic, strategic level, what they're telling us is they are looking very critically at companies that market on Facebook because they know that a lot of the advertisers that are doing it are doing it the wrong way, right? And so um, I, I think there's a bright uh, future ahead for, for, for Facebook, for social in general. Uh, you know, whether you like it or not, this is around to stay. I mean, you know, at this point, if you're not on Facebook, you're not connected to the events of your friends and, and your social circle. And so I don't think that that's going away anytime soon. But what I do see is that over the next couple of years, the advertising on Facebook is going to become um, much more about adding value than about just putting something flashing in front of you. Well, I mean, you've seen it. You've seen it be successful. The model of curation. You know, Netflix is a great example. Netflix tells you what you want to watch. Like, have you ever, you know, just tried to find new releases? I mean, you have to like search for new releases. They 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 only show you the ones that that they think you want because to watch. Because you watched this, yeah. you might like that. Yeah, yeah. their algorithm algorithm tells them. Or tells you what to watch. Anyway, that, that's all great stuff, guys. And I, I think, um, as Gabe said, I think we're just about out of time for today. Uh, Howard, I'm going to have to, we're definitely going to have to have you guys back so we can talk real estate investing, which is near and dear to my heart. And I know uh, you are you are a proponent of as well. But um, before I, I, uh, Jade, it'll, it'll warm your heart. I just uh, invested in two large apartment complexes in guess where? Not Louisville, Kentucky. At Louisville, Kentucky. Did Louisville, I, Kentucky. Man. We'll talk about real estate. We'll talk about real estate investing next time. Dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. So look, I, I love hearing that. Louisville is a uh Louisville's a great market, but uh yeah, it's uh it, it's it's definitely different than the coast. I can tell you that. That that's that's a topic for another conversation. You know, what would be fun is we'll put up a side by side picture of a million dollar home here in uh, let's say Venice Beach or Santa Monica next to a million dollar home in Louisville. And you decide where you want to live. I think I, right. I think I'll take Kentucky, but your weather—it's called weather tax, right? Yeah. Isn't that weather tax involved? Anyway, um, you guys, real quick before I let you go, um, g- g- give me the, give me the give me the thirty second on the name Ylopo. I know it's an interesting story, so why don't you oh, go? I'd like to hear this. Go 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 for that one. <laughs> well, um, again, when we came in in two, early two thousand seven. We were doing something disruptive with Tiger League. We were doing something new and different, and that's the fun of it. And now with Ylopo, we are trying to basically change real estate technology and turn it on its head, right? Uh, send it in a new direction because everything else that everyone else is doing is 10 years old. So um, Ylopo is the last five letters of the word monopoly, the ultimate game of real estate, yep. the last five letters spelled backwards, <laughs> right? <laughs> so turning the ultimate game of real estate on its head. That's the symbolism. It's a goofy name, but heck, Google's a goofy name too. So yep, there you go. Um, everyone gave us a, a, a lot of flack for the name Ylopo, but uh, I think it's starting to become a, an endearing term. No, love it. Absolutely love it. Um, folks, 
Guys, I really appreciate it for our audience. Folks, if you want to go to ylopo.com, Y-L-O-P-O.com, there is a link at the top of the screen where you can request a demo. You can hear from from Howard and G's team about all the things, the features, the pricing. Everything's right online, very, very transparent. As As you know, I said earlier, we are a big proponent. We've heard a little bit about their service and where they feel like the future of digital marketing is going. So uh, really, really encourage you reach out and support them. Now, it is a little bit of exclusivity, right, guys? So they got to make sure that they check with you quickly to see if there's any opportunity in their market. Yeah, every single day on our Slack marketing channel, we got our you know our sales guys are checking in with the market department. Hey, do we have any room here? Is there any room left here? That conversation is happening all day because we refuse to oversell a market. That's the nice thing about us being independent. G and I are the owners, right? We're not beholden to any big corporations making us oversell markets, right? So um, it's really about protecting our clients. I mean, great customer service and looking to the future. We are always going to release new stuff. We've got an unbelievable seller toolkit coming out, um, an agent recruiting toolkit, all kinds of new stuff coming out. It's gonna, you guys are going to be, you guys are clients. You guys are going to be very, very excited. I was playing around with the uh, seller valuation tool last night on uh, that. That that uh, you know just kind of got shared out in this in the Facebook group. So folks, again, give Ylopo a shot. Check them out. They are constantly innovating. If you if you're a, if you're an agent or a team leader or a broker that has been promised the world by a service provider or a vendor, only to receive subpar service, this is not what you're going to get with Ylopo. Check them out. And folks, we'll be back after the break to close it up with Gabe and I, uh, Howard G. Thanks again, guys. Jay, Gabe, we can't thank you enough. Appreciate it. We'd love to come back. Thank you so much. Yep. Thanks, guys. All right. Well, that was great. I mean, it's always it's always fun to talk to people like we've talked about before we had them on that are experts and that really know what they're talking about. And especially coming away from that conversation, I think you can tell that Howard and G they like live, breathe, blood, like bleed and sweat this stuff. Like this, oh, this absolutely. is where they live. So. I think you got those out of order, but yeah, something eat, like that. I think it's usually eat, sleep, and breathe. But you know, I got new. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, no, dude. I, I I hope I wasn't. I hope I didn't overhype it. No. Um, or I hoped. That I wouldn't overhype it. I am certain that I didn't. Right. Um, I think they absolutely hit it out of the park. Uh, showed our listeners that what we've been able to do here at Resource is continually deliver just guests that are on the cutting edge of what it takes to make a progressive real estate professional successful in this business. Definitely. And I think it's important to talk to progressive service providers too. I mean, these are people you say they're on the cutting edge. I don't think that they're done. I think that they're hungry to see what's next and what's after that. And I don't think they're going to stop until they've completely turned over everything. They talked about turning the real estate game on its head. I think that that's really what they're committed to. Yeah, the ultimate game of monopoly. The ultimate game of real estate. When is he was monopoly. explaining, I got it like halfway through his explanation. I was like, oh, I see what we're doing here. Yeah, the yeah, opoly yeah. thing. So no, it's it's anybody, Gabe, that has been in this business for a decade, mm-hmm. right? Which we we all know that the industry has been flooded with new entries. Anybody that's been in this business for a decade and had any success has heard what knows knows of Tiger Leads. Yeah, you know, Tiger Leads was was a pioneer. Like in the truest sense of the word, right? Howard, as the founder of, of Tiger Leads, is you know d- only a handful of people can claim some of the things that he's achieved. Okay, and f- to pivot from there and then go to Ylopo and do what they're doing now, 
stupid, man. Yeah. It really is. Like like nerdery at its finest. Right. <laughs> you know, as far as marketing goes. Yep. Anyway. Yeah, dude, I, I uh I was I was really excited to hear what they had to say. I you know again, it just it just blows me away that we're continually able to deliver these guests. Right. And for our listeners out there that this was your first exposure to Y Lopo and to Howard and G, you know, like like we said, always we were trying to bring you people that are interesting to you that can help you grow your business. So if you're looking for more information on them or more information on Y Lopo, we're gonna have links to their website in our show notes here after the show. But remember, just keep coming back. We're going to have more episodes and we're going to have more industry leaders and influencers here to talk to you about what matters to you most. So from Resource Real Talk About Real Estate, I'm Gabe Pruitt. Jay Pitts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.